Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to Cavs HQ. Great to have you with us. As always, great to be joined by Jim Jones on the other side of the microphone. Jim, happy Monday, although for sports fans in Cleveland, uh, kind of a bittersweet Monday. Browns played well, but unfortunately came up short yesterday in Kansas City, and we'll talk about some other Cleveland things sports-wise a little bit later on in the show, but great to have you with us as we once again settle in to talk some Cavs basketball and a little Miami Heat basketball later in the show. Well, it sounds good. It sounds exciting. I like the diversity, Tim. So let's get going. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, of course, uh, Lori Marketin and Ricky Rubio, the newest members of the Cavaliers, they held a Zoom media session with the folks in the media here in Cleveland last week. So we'll hear from the two newest members of the Cavaliers. And I mentioned uh, we're going to talk a little Miami Heat basketball. Well, why is that? Because their longtime radio voice, Mike Inglis, has announced that he's retiring, and boy, has he seen some awesome basketball during his 23-year career as the radio voice of the Miami Heat. So we thought we'd have a chat with Mike as well. And then, as we said, uh, we'll talk a little weekend sports a little bit later on in the show. So we've got a busy hour ahead, so stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We'll get things rolling right after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Great to have you with us. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. Three guys on the other side of the window. Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin, Leo Simone. Great to be back. And of course, a lot to talk about on this week's edition of Cavs HQ. Jim, uh, in this segment, 
We had a chance for the first time to actually hear from one of the newest Cavaliers, Lori Markadin, late last week. Lori got together with the members of the Cleveland media on a Zoom conference call to talk about his coming to the Cavaliers. Of course, the uh, three-team trade that sent Larry Nance Jr. out to Portland and Boy, uh, before we start hearing from Laurie and some of the comments that he made, uh, the more you see and hear about this deal and, and what the Cavs have in mind for Laurie Marketing, uh, it's really exciting because he's going to add a, a whole different dimension to this Cavalier lineup. Yeah, and uh, they need that dimension because the East is definitely going to be the toughest conference, at least on paper. And with the chance to uh, for the Cavaliers to have the 8th, ninth, or 10th uh, spot in order to play in the playoffs, they really had to improve their rosters. They've been very focused. Right after they drafted Mobley, some questions were asked, and someone from the Cavs organization said, we need to get some veteran players in here. And uh, marketing is uh, the first in that direction. Of course, Rubio, but marketing is the first in that direction. Here's a guy, Tim, that doesn't have to play 30 minutes a game and still can get you 15, 16 points a game. He's that good. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, uh Let's uh, kind of drop in on that media session that Lori had with the members of the media late last week. And uh, the first thing that Lori Markkinen talks about is, hey, he's looking forward to coming here and playing with the Cavaliers. I'm excited. Being in a new place, I think it's always exciting. It's going to take some time to get used to all the different stuff and getting to live in Cleveland. But I'm excited looking forward to this opportunity of playing here. Now, Jim, you're known as a Cavalier legend, but of course uh, spent time in L.A. and then in Washington. But you often hear about a change of scenery will help a player. Sometimes they just need that change of scenery. Uh, How accurate is that? I think it's very accurate because here's a kid who uh, was a 20 and 10, almost a 20 and 10 player in his first year. Might have been his second year, but the point is, uh, is that he can play. And then when the regime changed and they brought in a new coach, they sort of minimized him. Right. And so to be able to go to another place, Tim, and have hope and feel good about yourself and knowing that that team wants you, wants you, is a tremendous motivating force for any player. Well, I know one of the things that you really hone in on, not just play on the floor, but the psychological aspect of the game. That's something that you feel is just as important as X's and O's and what's happening out on the court. So uh, that's huge psychologically. Hey, this team wants me. They want yeah. me to be a part yeah. of what they're developing. Yeah, and uh, this kid can get it done. He's seven foot tall. Uh, he has tremendous three-point range. If he's open, he makes three-pointers like layups. That's right, a seven-footer that can go outside. He's lean enough to run with your guards. He also can play any of the backcourt or frontcourt positions because of his mobility. He's smart and he's young. And, uh, hey, the Cavs have been true to their word. They were going to get some veteran players that could help them, and marketing is a step in that direction. Well, Jim just gave a, a great scouting report of Laurie Marketing, but let's hear what he has to say. He was asked what he brings to the floor for the Cavs. Obviously, I'm seven feet, but I feel like I, I can do a lot of different stuff. I'm not a strictly a post-up guy. I'm not strictly a three-point shooter. What I, I mean, I've been shooting more threes now, but I think I can do a lot more stuff, put the ball on the floor, and great for others from there and uh, that's what I'm looking forward to do so just be active on the on both ends of the floor and just I've always been the guy who's trying to make the right basketball play and that's what I'm trying to keep doing and just stay aggressive Boy, the thing I really like about that cut right there Jim I'm the guy that tries to make the right 
basketball play. That's that's a cerebral approach to the game. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's one of those intangibles that is so necessary. Hey, look at Tim. They all have physical skill sets. We all know that or else they wouldn't be in this league. But the denominator has always been the mental approach to the game. And this kid fits. You mentioned that as Billy Donovan came into Chicago as the new head coach, uh, the system changed, and perhaps uh, sometimes players either fit in a system or they don't, and for whatever reason, uh, Billy Donovan made that decision that Laurie didn't quite fit into his system, and that's not right or wrong. That's just the way Billy coaches and the system he wants to run. So uh, Laurie was asked during the media Zoom session about coming here, and he said, hey, JB wants me to play just free and easy. He wants me to be me and play the game the way I know how to play. I, I know what I can do on the court, and I'm glad he he's seen that too. And he he wants me to be aggressive and, like I said, play play free, freely. Of course, trying to make the right basketball plays every time. Yeah, make that right basketball play. So there he says it again. And one of the things that uh, I read after that Zoom conference was the fact that as soon as he walked in the door, they said, your job is to shoot. Shoot the basketball. (laughs) Know your strength. Shoot it. (laughs) Which is something the Cavs need, Jim. Yeah, and he's a tough matchup, uh, Jim, just based upon his ability to be a scoring threat from the three-point range. Helps to spread the floor better for everyone on the floor. I mean, you can't leave him. Because if you leave him, he can make threes like layups. Uh, getting back to Coach Donovan's system, everybody, every coach has their own way of what they think it takes to win. Right. And he just didn't fit for where they were going. Tim, you can't choose your parents. And it's the same way. You know, when you're drafted by an organization, you know, a lot of times it's not up to you. You just have to go with the flow. Well, this kid has proven that he can play. The thing that I love about him over and beyond the intangible is, is he has veteran experience. He knows the league. And he knows what to expect. And then that uh, incredible size and length of his, a seven-footer who can do multiple things, I just think it's a gift from heaven. It really is. Well, and Jim, you mentioned earlier the fact that earlier in his career uh, with Chicago, he was a 20-10 and 10 guy. I mean, he was putting up numbers. Now, it was a different system, as we talked right. about. But he right. has, he's shown the capability to be a, a primetime player. Yeah, he has, and uh, he's a European kid, you know, and for him to come over here and play and then learn this system, a little bit different way of life, and I think Cleveland is really going to benefit from him, but a a lot of credit's got to go to Kobe and his staff, and we're going to talk about that. They've been very aggressive in developing this roster. Well, one more cut from uh, Laurie Markinen in the segment. Of course, training camp opens on September 28th, but that doesn't mean he's not pouring over video and getting into the playbook and trying to uh, figure out what J.B. Bickerstaff's system is, and he says uh, he's trying to learn that system as quickly as possible. We've talked about what they expect of me, what, how we want to play, and I think, like I said before, just coming into a new environment is always going to be a bunch of different new stuff. Uh, trying to learn the system and the terminology we use in the court and actually remember the names of everybody. So I feel like it's been an adjustment, but uh, we've had good conversations about what we want to achieve on the court and looking forward to talk to those guys more. Jim, I mentioned the fact that not only were you here in Cleveland, but then with the Lakers and with Washington, how long does that take to learn that new system that we're talking about? Well, he's a veteran. You know, there are no new ways to play this game. It's just a matter of uh, seeing where you fit 
in this particular system. And uh, the thing I love about JB, for him to make a comment like that, not many coaches say that. They really don't. You know, be yourself. You know, do what you have confidence in doing. And JB is so smart. He'll figure out a way to implement what this kid does best and make him a threat every night. Well, Laurie Marketing, the newest member of the Cavaliers, and uh, he's going to be a weapon for JB Bickerstaff to utilize, no doubt about that. We'll take a timeout when we come back. Also, last week, Ricky Rubio had a conversation with the Cleveland media via Zoom. So he had some very interesting thoughts. Uh, I really like this acquisition. So we'll hear what Ricky Rubio had to say following this timeout. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back, Kevs HQ, presented by Betway. Great to have you with us on this Monday evening. Tim Elkhorn, Jim Jones, and of course the three guys who really make us sound pretty decent. Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin, Leo Simone. Couldn't ask for a better trio. i got to come up with something for a trio now. I've got dynamic duo for Kurt and Marty. Now i got to come up with something for three guys on the other side of the window. Yeah, I see you laughing. You've come up with something on your own already over there, haven't you? Well, we welcome you back. And, of course, during our last segment, we heard from Lori Marketing as last week he met via Zoom with members of the Cleveland media and had some very intriguing things to say. And another guy that met with the Cleveland media was Ricky Rubio. And, of course, this acquisition uh, was announced on draft night as Torian Prince was dealt to Minnesota as Ricky Rubio came here, veteran NBA guard. And, boy, Jim, this is a deal that I won't say it has flown under the radar, but it certainly hasn't gotten the the maximum publicity that the drafting of Evan Mobley and the acquisition of Lori Markkinen has gotten. But, boy, I think Ricky Rubio is a real valuable piece that's been added by Kobe Altman in the front office. Yeah, the thing about Rubio, I remember back in Minnesota, is that his ability to just orchestrate the offense, play at a pace that's conducive to winning, he gets the ball to the right people, makes very few mistakes, had a great Olympics, played outstanding, and now with that momentum coming into Cleveland, understanding that he has to help us either as a starter or a bench player, in this case, probably a bench player. But can you imagine a guy of his caliber coming off the bench and being able to orchestrate that second unit and parts of that first unit? It just gives us an incredible advantage. Well, Jim, you mentioned during the last segment about the thing about marketing being a veteran player. He knows the league. He knows the other teams and how to compete and win in this league. Boy, how about that for Ricky Rubio? I mean, this guy has been around. He's been involved in different systems. We talked about that with Laurie Marketing, and certainly uh, he can be a real veteran presence on the floor in the locker room, but also a mentor to Darius Garland. Yeah, yeah, all of those, all of those things, Tim. And once again, I just keep going back to Kobe and his staff. They said, you know, we've got a lot of young players, and and uh, we need some veteran faces, and uh, they've been true to their word. They've gone on and got marketing and some other kids, but Rubio and marketing, uh, you know, they're the class of that new group coming in. And to have a Rubio have the ability to come in and do the things that he does is just uh, outstanding for us because there's no 
there's no cutoff. You know, you know, you don't lose anything when you substitute him in for Garland because he does different things. You know, he's more focused toward uh, playmaking and assisting and organizing. You know, where uh, the young kid Garland is a tremendous scoring threat with his dribble penetration. I just think it causes all kinds of problems for the opposition. Well, let's hear from Ricky Rubio. Again, he met with the media via Zoom last week. And uh, here's his initial thoughts on just coming to the Cavaliers and joining the organization. Well, pretty excited. I know uh, Cleveland has a young roster. I probably not good collaboration on that because I'm already on my 30th. So there's a lot of talent, but that doesn't make a good team. What makes a good team is putting the pieces together and make it work. So we will see how everything works out. And as a veteran, it's part of my job to really make that work. So obviously he knows his role coming here, Jim, as far as just joining and getting comfortable being that mentor and being that leader. But in the big picture, just trying to get this team to the next level. Yeah, you know, all of those things, you know, just uh, you only get that from veteran players. And when you're going through a training camp and you don't have to, to just pay attention to every, every detail because you've got veterans on the team that understand and know how to play, it makes it easy to facilitate a training camp and get to maybe other issues that you need to confront because you don't have to keep reiterating the same thing over and over again. I just think it's a great situation. Uh, Marketing and Rubio together on the floor or in combinations with other players, you know, gives you a level of uh, intelligence that you need in this league to make the right decisions and win games. Well, Ricky Rubio coming here to provide some leadership for this basketball team, a, a veteran of the NBA and Certainly, uh, there are different leadership styles. Uh, every player who's a leader does it in a different sort of way. And Ricky Rubio mentioned the fact that he basically tries to go out and lead by example on the floor. They have told me they have a, a really good role for me in the team. They, they expect me to come in and be the veteran, but not just veteran with minutes uh, on the court. That's why I think... One of my main things is I lead by example. So I'm not going to be just talking, talking, talking and, and sitting on, on the side saying you have to do that on this. Uh, I'm going to be the, the first one over there in practice, uh, diving on the floor, whatever it takes to really get it going. I love that, Jim. I love that cut right there because he talks about diving on the floor and leading by example. And I'm sure for young guys in the league, not that they don't play hard, but when they look at a Ricky Rubio or whoever it may be diving on the floor or you know running full tilt 94 feet, they're going, man, if that guy's played 12 years and he can do that, uh, I better do that too, and I can do that. Tell you a short story. Jim Jones, as a rookie with the New York Nets, second player to ever lead before college graduating year, I'm playing with the New York Nets. Every time I come off the floor, everybody's in my head, from Lou Conaseca to the assistant coaches to three or four guys on the bench that never played, right? Everybody's trying to tell me what to do. So after about the third game, we're in a team huddling. Everybody's telling me this and telling me that. And I swore and I said, shut up. I said, don't tell me anything unless you're doing it. Don't tell me anything unless you're out there doing the same things you tell me to do. And Rubio's all over. You know, it's not about words as much as it is the example you set through your own play. 
Those are the things that players watch. A lot of stuff goes through their head and goes out the other end because they're focused on certain things. But the one thing that I've learned through observation, if you give players the experience and they're able to observe what's right and what's wrong, that works a lot stronger many times than a conversation. That's a great story, Jim, and that's a great example. And Ricky Rubio says, uh, hey, I like being a leader of a basketball team. I love it because I'm good at talking to them and, and, and letting them know that they're good, but they, they can be even better. When I was growing up, I was 16 years old playing for professionals here in Spain, and I had some mentors like that uh, who challenged me every day saying, like, you're good, but you're too young to know what I know, and you have to go through a lot of stuff before you know all the stuff. And Ricky Rubio says, I'm in my prime. I got a lot of good basketball left. I'm feeling great. What I envision for me is keeping my momentum going. I think I'm on the best momentum I ever had in in my career with the national team. I feel great shape-wise. I was feeling great in Phoenix, and then the pandemic happened, and then kind of hit my routine, kind of hit all the timings off, and I had a bad, bad year in Minnesota. But I think I'm back on track, and I feel like I can, I'm on my prime of my career, so I can bring a lot on the table. I'll tell you what, Jim, I'm excited about this guy coming to the Cavs. I think he's going to be a terrific addition. Yeah, they call it a coach on the floor. Right. And every, co- every coach wants that, trust me. <laughs> oh, no doubt. So, again, uh, Ricky Rubio, camp opens September 28th. We'll see what sort of role J.B. Bickerstaff and the staff put together for Ricky Rubio, but a tremendous addition to this Cavs basketball team during the offseason. We'll take a timeout. We've got more to come. It's Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Glad you've joined us on this Monday evening. Tim Elkhorn, Jim Jones, we'll be back after this on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. This summer, residents in three of Cleveland's underserved neighborhoods were given the opportunity to fill their baskets with fresh produce and other food items provided by the Cleveland Food Bank at the Cavaliers Community Market presented by KeyBank. The outdoor marketplace offered a selection of nutritious items to help pre-selected families living in the East Cleveland, Clark Fulton, and Huff neighborhoods put healthy meals on the table. As part of the Cavaliers Community Market Initiative, the Cavs and Key Bank also donated $15,000 to the Greater Cleveland Food Bank. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be right back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Tatum trying to get space. Tatum all the way in. Tatum blocked at the rim by Bam. What a block by Bam at a bio. Payton left side along the baseline. Payton dribbles through the lane to Wade. Dribble drive the lane. Wade throws it up. Got it to go. Oh, my. What a circus play by Wade. LeBron for three. James misses. Rebound, Bosch. Back to Allen, the long shot. Allen from downtown with 5.2 left. Duncan. Who's he going to find? Across the floor. Green can't get it off. Blocked by Bosch. And we're going to a game seven. Action, I'm 
Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Great to have you with us on the Cleveland Cavaliers radio network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones, other side of the window. Marty Allen and the guy who racked up that great set of highlights from the Miami Heat, Kurt McLaughlin. And, of course, we mentioned earlier the radio voice of the Miami Heat, Mike Inglis, has announced that he is retiring after an amazing 23-year run with the Miami Heat. And, Micah, we welcome you in. Boy, I got goosebumps hearing some of those calls, and I'm sure it brought back some great memories for you. Thanks for having me. It did. You know, I've uh, had a chance over the last week or so to, I've got so many great phone calls and, and texts like from you guys, but from around the league and actually from uh, from Europe, uh, you, you name it. I think what happened with the Miami Heat in those days of LeBron James and, and Shaq and Bosch and Wade, uh, we wound up getting a whole uh, another following in, in the different parts of the world. But uh, it was fun doing those calls. I'm just uh, sort of shocked I still have a voice after some of all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, uh, you started back in 98, as we said, uh, 23 years with the Heat. Uh, boy, did you envision the career being the voice of the Heat going as long as it did? And then obviously uh, just some of the unbelievable teams that Pat Riley and everybody put together down there in Miami. Oh, I, I had no, absolutely no vision of that whatsoever. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I, I came here from after being the Toronto Raptors' first uh, broadcaster and had an opportunity to come down to Miami and, uh, you know, come back to the United States. And, you know, you were hoping, you, you knew everything about Pat Riley that he's going to do. He's going to do the best thing possible. And uh, I was just thrilled to, to be a part of it all and to be here. You know as well as I do in this business, the last uh, – 23 uh, seasons with one particular company or team is just about unheard of nowadays uh, because it's a very transient business of broadcasting, whether it's radio or TV. So uh, being here that long has has, uh, sort of been, it's been a pleasant surprise for both my wife and I, to tell you the truth. (laughs) Jim, you have been the voice for three world championships. Now, Mike, which one was the most gratifying? If there was one, which one was the most gratifying? Jim, it's, it's the first one, you know, winning on the road in Dallas. And, you know, like having been able to broadcast that many championship runs, but getting the very first one, you know, with Shaq and uh, Peyton and Wade and watching this young kid come in to be such a, a legendary uh, ball player in Dwayne Wade and what he did in the finals. But, but I think the first one is always the best one. It was exciting, but maybe the most exciting one might have been the one where we just heard in that highlight, Ray Allen sent us to overtime to force a game seven against San Antonio and uh, winning a game seven at home. Uh, That that was certainly very exciting. But the one I'll I'll, I'll never really, really, really forget, it has got to be the first championship. Uh, There's no doubt about it. Mike, uh, interesting to note, uh, a couple of months ago we had Mike Breen on the show and of course uh, Mike has done every NBA finals for the past couple of decades he called that shot by Ray Allen the biggest shot in NBA finals history because we were talking about NBA finals shots just you know individual shots and he said that shot by Ray Allen in his mind was the biggest shot in finals history for as long as he's called them uh let's put a little you know uh addendum to that but if, if Ray doesn't hit the shot, San Antonio wins the series. Yeah, it, it's, it's the biggest shot I've certainly ever covered. Uh, and uh, for the franchise, I mean, the, you know, the air was just being sucked out of the, of the arena before all of that. They had brought the yellow ropes out. 
and they were getting set, you know, for ceremonies, and then bingo, bango, bongo, uh, you know, uh, LeBron misses, Bosch gets the biggest rebound in franchise history, kicks it to Ray right in the corner, and he nails it, uh, and uh, we go to overtime and beat them there, and again, the rest is history. But uh, as a franchise, it definitely, I, I believe it's the biggest, biggest shot ever, at least in franchise history. There, there could have been a few more, but this really led to, obviously, another championship. Mike, did you have a favorite player? In fact, I'm going to be fair with you. Give me three players that really uh, stayed in your heart a lot based on watching them play and and uh, the great success that you had down in uh, Miami. Give me three players well, that, are, that are your oh boy, favorites. Oh, that's, that's a tough one to, to pick there, Jim. I, know uh, it I is. mean, obviously, Dwayne Wade, uh, uh, yes. just watching him uh, as a you know, youngster. Uh, you know, I got to do a couple of events with him in, in his very early early years with Miami and uh, meet his family and the whole bit. And uh, so, he, you know, he's he's someone I, when you mentioned the Miami Heat, I always think of. But believe it or not, here's another name uh, sort of out of the blue is Mike Miller. Uh, yes, Mike, uh, I know, remember Mike. He, he had the, he had the, the, the big shot, the, the one that I called the one-shoe three because he lost a shoe and hit a big three in a, <laughs> in a big basketball game. Uh, but he was a real nice guy, and I got to do some – a great charity work for him in his charity. Uh, and I, I always enjoyed him. He was fun to talk to. And, boy, uh, you know, a, a third, uh, man, uh, you know, I, that's tough. I mean, there were so many great players that came through there that uh, I had great conversations with and got friendship. Shane Battier was a, another real nice guy. And, uh, you know, Chris Bosh was a, was a guy. I, I loved Chris Bosh because when you spoke to him, you know, a very educated young man and, uh, yes. had, you know, it was a very thoughtful Young man, and just so happy he got into the Hall of Fame uh, with uh, yep. all his accolades. Those guys really come to mind, and I know I'm leaving a bunch of other guys out, which is a shame. But uh, uh, you know, I'm 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 just happy I know what I had for dinner last night. Let alone <laughs> again, we're talking to Mike Inglis, the radio voice of the Miami Heat, or should I say, the uh, previous radio voice of the Miami Heat, announcing that he's stepping out after 23 years behind the microphone with the heat and Mike I, I was mentioning to you earlier that uh, Jim's good friend and I'm sure you know him well as well Bob McAdoo was on the program uh, a couple of months ago and of course he's with the heat organization and we asked Bob but I'd like to get your thoughts on just the culture of winning in Miami we alluded to Pat Riley earlier the fact that they never really seem to go through a rebuild it's just a culture of winning in Miami uh, tell our listeners about that well, you know what? I think it probably comes down to one word, and it's professionalism. You know, it's a business. It's, it's like any other business. It's a business. You want to succeed. And to succeed, you have to put in the right, uh, the right attitude and the right effort. Again, Miami Heat, it's not for every player in the NBA, quite frankly, because if you come to Miami, and I've talked to so many players that eventually have left, and to a man, they've said they've never been in better shape. They've never learned more about the game and played better because you, you, you talk to them, they say, man, you wouldn't believe it here. Yeah, you know, practice is there. We lollygag around a little bit. We do this and that. You don't do that with the Miami Heat. You're here for one reason, and that is to play basketball and win basketball. Even if you've got the worst team in the league, we're not giving up. We're still going to try hard. So it's being professional about your game, about your job, and it rolls right down to us too. It's be professional about your job. Uh, you know, basketball is a whole lot of fun. It's sports, and 
people enjoy watching it, but you know what? You've got to put in the effort. You've got to put in the work. And then eventually the fruits of your labor will hopefully bear a championship for you. And it has three times for this team. But uh, a lot of it is definitely attitude and being a professional. Great stuff. Mike, before we let you go, we got about 30 seconds. Uh, tell our listeners about your Cleveland ties and connections. Uh, my Cleveland ties are great. My, my daughter lives in Rocky Road. Uh, Rocky River, excuse me, Rocky Road. Rocky River. Uh, and uh, she, she's lived there for quite a while. Works for Sherwin-Williams uh, and uh, lo- loves that place. And uh, we get to visit up in Cleveland a whole lot. So we really enjoy it. It's not like back as... Jim knows back in the old days where we had to drive miles and miles out of the city to, to go to that penitentiary, whatever it was. So, uh, That's to, to right. Oh, you basketball. remember all of that stuff. Oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah. But, uh, it, I mean, the downtown and Cleveland, uh, it's, it's transformed absolutely marvelously. And, uh, well, we, we enjoy, obviously, we enjoy going to see our daughter living up there, her and her husband. they got a great place, and it's a great area. We, we enjoy Cleveland. But we'll be there again. Uh, coming up there at Thanksgiving, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Well, the next time you're up, whether it's over the holidays or whenever it may be, uh, Jim and I would love to get together with you as yes, well. Yes, we would. Yes, we would. I'd love I'd love that, guys. It's always a pleasure talking to uh, uh, you guys. You've been uh, very kind over the years, which I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, besides that, you do a hell of a job. Well, congratulations you. on your remarkable run uh, with the Heat, and as you said before that, Toronto, and enjoy retirement, and uh, we'll see you when you're in Cleveland. You got her. Cheers, gentlemen. All right. Thanks, Thank Mike. Thank you, Mike. Mike Inglis, the radio voice of the Miami Heat. Boy, he was able to call three world championships with the Heat in his 23 years behind the radio microphone. Great to have him on. We really appreciate it. All right, time out. More to come on Cavs HQ on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Oh, this is great. A little blues music on a Monday. Yeah, we had the Monday morning blues this morning. Uh, Browns lose, although they gave a great effort yesterday out in Kansas City, but uh, had things go awry in that second half of play. Where's the Buckeyes from Ohio State? Lost on Saturday. The Indians. Oh, they had a really tough weekend. Uh, Boy, they got no hit for the third time in a nine-inning game and the fourth time overall this season. That fourth no-hitter against the Tribe was a seven-inning game. And, Jim, even my Buffalo Bills came up short yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've I've always been a big Pittsburgh and Browns fan, but uh, when Pittsburgh went up there in, in those surroundings, and you know what, Tim, this time of the year, the defense always seems to be a little bit ahead of the offense, and I think that's what we saw uh, last uh, night. If you look at the numbers of both quarterbacks, they weren't great, but, boy, that uh, Pittsburgh defense really made a difference. Boy, they sure did. And this is a Cavs show, uh, but I want to make one more football point here that uh, Tony Dungy last night on Sunday Night Football made the point that Coaches this preseason didn't play their starters a lot. Not that they normally do, but uh, some coaches barely played their starters. And uh, he thought coaches are going to rethink that because uh, you need those reps. You need the the game action. And Tony Dungy said, listen, uh, when it comes to 2022, I think more coaches are going to play 
their frontline guys a little bit more in the preseason. Not a lot, but you have to have that game action because you just saw too many mistakes across the NFL on Sunday. I agree to an extent, but it's got to be calculated. I mean, Tim, football, you can be injured anyway. Just backing up or just standing watching and get clipped from behind. There's so many opportunities for injury, and that's what they're trying to avoid. Hey, ask the Baltimore Ravens. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, you know, they're almost, I mean, they lost all the running backs. I mean, come on. And you're going to call on, call on Lamar Jackson for teams to really focus on that and uh, make him a passer because there's no threat of a running game. You know, all of those things come into play. I know what Tony's saying. It makes good sense. But the practicality of it is that I've got a 3 to $5 to $10 million ball player over here. Right. And I'm playing in a sport where anything can happen at any time. I'm sitting them. Yep. No, and you're right. You got to weigh that. You really got to look at the pros and cons, and we'll see how coaches do approach that next season. And one more quick thing on baseball before we turn to a very special event that uh, Jim Jones was involved in this past weekend. Uh, it was a rough weekend for the tribe, but I do want to say a Northeast Ohio kid out of uh, Midview High School over at Lorain County uh, had a great outing yesterday for the Brewers against the tribe. Eric Lauer got the start for the Brewers, a pitch no-hit ball. He's a Midview kid. Jim, I called his games at Midview High School. Uh, Eric was a great high school football player as well. So, uh, yeah, tough loss for the Indians on Sunday. But uh, for the folks from Grafton and from Midview High School, uh, they were real proud of Eric Lauer yesterday. He's a great young man, comes from a great family. So, yeah, we're disappointed the Indians lost Sunday, but... Hats off to Eric Lauer. Uh, he had a fabulous outing, and he's done very, very well in MLB. All right, Jim, you were involved in a very special project and event uh, over the weekend. So tell Cavs fans and our listeners about uh, what you were involved with. Well, they had a thing called the Black Movie uh, Film Festival. It was held at Shaker Square at the old Atlas Theater. They've got about four venues in there. And it was sponsored by the Cleveland Sports Commission. And Kevin Clayton, of course, who's uh, the Cavaliers' uh, head of diversity inclusion, a unique man, very, very far-reaching and has an understanding of what it's all about. And Branson Wright, you know, the writer, journalist, who's now become a director, and he was the host. And also Ryan Polomsky, this is the gentleman that wrote a, they did a documentary on a a young great phenom that never really had a chance to flourish in the NBA called Raymond Lewis out of Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, this young man, uh, Dean Prater, was trying to get a documentary on Raymond Lewis. He thought it was a shame for the way his career ended. And he hooked up with Ryan Polomsky. And uh, Ryan was on the committee. So right after the event, we were all able to talk about the documentary, which lasted about an hour, 10 minutes. And uh, it just was a unique event, uh, showed the struggles of this young man. He came through when Doug Collins was a rookie. They both signed with Philadelphia. Uh, there was a huge discrepancy in the money. He ends up outplaying Doug Collins uh, through training camp and uh, then wanted to go back in and redo his contract. Why? Because he did his own contract. Yeah, he went against those wolves. <laughs> he he. he he went against those lions with pork chop draws on. <laughs> because, Tim, there is no way you could go in there and negotiate an NBA, con- any professional sports contract. That's what these guys eat and sleep. 
And uh, they only gave, well, they gave him three years, Tim, for $400,000, but they only guaranteed the first year at 50000 yeah, oh, so he well. had to make the team. So he went back in. It just doesn't happen in our game. You know, it just doesn't happen. You know, that's why those attorneys are important, uh, you know, and uh, having the right counsel. And so it, it just shows you how this kid's uh, career spiraled in the wrong direction. And uh, he never really got a chance to play in the NBA, which was a shame. And a couple of his friends heard about the story. And it's called the Raymond Lewis documentary. It's on Netflix. You can catch it. It was an outstanding movie, and it was an outstanding opportunity to see some of my former teammates, Mike Cooper and Matt Calvin, who I played with in the ABA. It was just a really comprehensive uh, piece. So if you get a chance, Faithful, you know, look it up, the Raymond Lewis story. Uh, it's on Netflix, so you can catch it. Wow, that's very cool. And, Jim, uh, thank you to you for taking part in the festival and in the event uh, over the weekend uh, it speaks volumes as far as uh, your involvement in the community here in northeast Thank ohio you. much appreciated all right we're going to sneak in our final time out when we come back jim and i will put the finishing touches on this week's edition of Cavs hq it's presented by betway glad to bring it to you on the cleveland cavaliers radio network Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Boy, this week's edition just flew by. Huge thank you goes out to Mike Inglis, stepping aside as the radio voice of the Miami Heat. He was a great guest. Of course, we heard from Laurie Marketin and Ricky Rubio. Jim, training camp starts on the 28th of September. We're getting closer, my friend. Yes, we are. It's about that time, Tim. It is definitely about that time. I can sense there's an excitement about this Cavs basketball team. You, you talk to people in the community, there's definitely a buzz about some of the things they've done in the offseason. Tim, that's what it's about. You know, uh, What have you done to improve yourself? What have you done to give these players more hope and the fans more hope? And Kobe's been true to his word. The reason why I keep coming back to Kobe is because this is the most movement I've seen them do in a preseason other than the year when they got brought LeBron in. Uh, for the second time, you know, and uh, I'm looking at the moves that he's made and uh, and the versatility. You know, he's now he's got now he has talent, size, length, multiple positions. He brought in players that have a tremendous amount of experience, and uh, I just think they're ready to make a move. You know, the I look at them if they have a great season, they would be sixth place, maybe fifth or sixth sixth place. But just to make the playoffs and give these kids that experience with the youth that we have speaks mountains about where their potential is. I just think that in the East, it looks like on paper it's the toughest conference, and the Cavs are, are gearing up for it. You know, they're doing what they have to do in order to remain competitive. Oh, no doubt, Jim. Thanks to you. Of course, thanks to the three guys on the other side of the window, Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin, along with Leo Simone. Biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. Cavs HQ presented by Betway. And until we talk again, so long, everybody. <laughs>